Singles Only Podcast Time. My name is Paul Farvar. I am your host. This is another fun episode. No voice of reason because we're still in a pandemic and uh, we can't really do live shows right now or live podcast recordings, if you will, with three people in a room indoors. This is done via Zoom with comedian Nitra. Uh, she was in Houston. I was in Chicago. This was fun. Um, I think this is the last one of the year. So thank you so much for supporting Singles Only Podcast. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, please subscribe, share, um, and give us a five-star rating if you haven't already. Um, and if you're not new, hey, thanks. We've made it another year of being single. Probably a lot of you guys have been single and then not single and then still listening to it. I don't know. I don't know what your background is. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you think, what episodes you want to hear in the upcoming year. pfarvar at gmail.com. Also check out my website, paulfcomedy.com for updated show dates. Uh, I will be performing in Florida for most of January. Um, check out my other projects. Make us amazing. By now, you know that I'm a lawyer, right? Everyone does. And, uh, I don't really practice anymore, although I still have a license. Um, but when I need a lawyer, um, and I do often need a lawyer, um, I contact my friend Scott Shapiro. Um, if you're injured uh, on the job or need compensation, you're entitled to payment for more than you know. A lot of times, companies will try to settle with you so you don't get a lawyer because they don't want you to know all the monies you're entitled to. Uh, Scott Shapiro has been, uh, helping injured workers for over 20 years. In addition, his firm handles multiple other cases, including, uh, personal injury cases and entertainment law issues. He has handled a lot of, uh, my entertainment stuff as well as those of, uh, guests on the show and listeners. So you need a lawyer. Sure. You can consult me. But uh, if you want a free consultation from the best, uh, don't take any chances. Contact my friend, Scott Shapiro. His number, 312-648-8800. Or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. There are other Scott Shapiros. Make sure you call the right one, 312-648-8800 or scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you, and he will be very happy. It's time for another edition of Signals Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. I'm your host. We are doing this podcast via Zoom. So if you're listening, uh, wherever you're listening, you can go and check us out in person. Uh, this is the way of the world right now. There's no voice of reason. It's just going to be me and our guest, the hilarious, uh, bring in right now, uh, one of my favorite comedians to watch in Chicago, comedian Nitra. Hey, what's happening, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that didn't see it, she just popped in from the San Francisco Bay Golden Grape. Yes. Anything <laughs> else would be uncivilized. San Fran it is. You goddamn right. I've been trying to get you on this podcast and you were never single. And then right. a message that you're single and then within a minute I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this shit. Hell yeah, I'm I'm so happy to be back. Uh, you know, I got in a relationship and then the pandemic happened. So I like to think that I've released my cooch back to the world for 2021 and the pandemic will come to a close. I think you're right. I think these are all good things. What, uh, how long was this relationship that you had? Um, two years. Right, okay. That's a long time. It is. 
it 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 nine months by the pandemic right well you know what when we we had just moved in together when the pandemic hit so uh you know we had literally like two months of bliss and then reality set in and it's like oh my god i feel like he is my cellmate like we are in prison yo like (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't, we were in the studio apartment and there was no, the only way I could get away was go to the bathroom. Like we each spent a lot of time in the bathroom. You were in a studio apartment? Yes. Two months of non-pandemic and then the rest was during the pandemic. Yes. And yes. And survived for, that's a long time to survive. And then, that is, okay. you know, I, I had to move back to Texas to break up. I was like, listen, I'm going crazy. I'm pretty sure I'm driving you crazy. I'm moving back to Texas. And he's like, are we breaking up? I'm like, yeah. Don't you want to break up? <laughs> well, you were already in Texas for longer though, right? I'm originally from Texas. So no, I know, but you came back, you came back by yourself to the pandemic. How long, like recently? Uh, yeah, I just moved back in November. Okay. And that's what caused the breakup. Pretty much, yeah. I had to wait till the lease was up first. You know, we didn't we didn't have small kids. We did have a year lease, you know what I'm saying? A little 10-month lease. So I had to wait till that exhausted. And then he was like, Well, it's time to renew. And I was like, Well, let me let's talk about that. Okay. <laughs> so this was your call. Was he caught off guard, do you think, or no? Absolutely. You know, he didn't think like we didn't end on bad terms. Like literally the pandemic, like this was my first time. I'm 42 years old. My first time living with a man. Okay. That I'm telling you, that's why the pandemic happened because I tr- I tried to act right, and that's not what that's not that's not what the cards are for. I am supposed to be a woman uh, of the of the <laughs> of the people. <laughs> of the people. Okay. Wait, so you you've never lived with uh, before you dated. Uh, this guy were you living alone or with other friends or you were solo I was I was solo I had you know I had roommates while I was in Chicago okay. uh, but that's it you know I was by myself and uh, met this guy at the comedy bar after a show wow. and yeah okay. yeah 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 so I was like I turned a groupie into a main piece you know what I'm saying so all your set and then he came up to you and was yeah. like What's up? All right. After my said about oral sex, he was like, nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Great. (laughs) So that last, wow. Okay. So um, were you dating other people like just in like not uh, seriously two years ago when you started dating this guy or was it just like this was out of nowhere you all of a sudden became in a relationship? Um, It just kind of happened out of the blue because I had was in two years in living in Chicago and I was just like okay yeah I think it's time for me to move back home because I was I was uh lonely kind of you know I was having to fly back to Texas for penis you know what I'm saying and so I was like I'm over the southwest $50 flight puss so (laughs) so I ended up meeting him and then shoot we were inseparable like from day one were he were you staying at his place and he was staying at your place and then you guys just decided let's well I was living in the suburbs and he was living in the city oh. so since I was living in the suburbs like an hour and 25 minutes outside of Chicago Christ that's like he, a, that's longer than a southwest 50 dollar <laughs> right 
that right the commute back and forth the flight to houston is three hours commuting back and forth from elgin to chicago was a flight to houston yeah so um he never just wanted me to drive home late you know what i'm saying so he's always like stay at my place stay at my place stay at my place so it just kind of happened that way and then did you move into his place or you guys went in and found a new place together we went and found a new place together because uh, him and his cousin had an apartment together. Oh, gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm tired of driving back and forth. He was like, I don't want you driving back and forth. Okay, boom, let's get a place. And that's how we did it. What was the longest relationship you had before this, before this year thing? So this is my first real life adult relationship. Okay. Like I was in a relationship from 16 to 22. And then after that is when the garden tool year started. The garden tool? Yes. What, explain. Okay, um, well, let me do a shameless plug real, real quick. I have a podcast called Confessions of a Garden Tool. Okay. So when people hear garden tool, they automatically think hoe, but I've broken it down a little bit. Like the woman is the garden and the man is to, is the tool. And when they get together, that's when they hoe. So on this podcast, we talk about uh, funny sexual experiences or funny dating okay. experiences. Okay. So I got I, 20s, 30s was garden tool extraordinaire. Like I was, <laughs> had a good time, you know what I'm saying? And then I met him when I was 40 and I got locked down by a 30 year old. Boom. The dude that you, that this boy was 30 years old? He was nine years my my, my junior. Damn, yeah. good work, yep. Mitra. Okay. Hey, listen, you know what? That 30-year-old penis hit different when you're 40. How so? It's just longevity, and he's a Chicago guy. Chicago guys love to, to sex you down to some R. Kelly. So I'm just glad I was overage, but I can still get my groove on to R. Kelly. Have you hooked, are you, as a guy in his 40s, I want to know more about the differential between a 30-year-old dick and a man that's, you know, in his 40s. What, what are the issues? Well, you know, in the 40s, you know, most Black men are on blood pressure medicine, so they probably got to pee before you have sex, you know what I'm saying, or pee right after, you know, maybe you have to pee during sex because they're what not the there. What does you have to do with it? Because blood pressure pills are diuretics and most black men over 40 are on blood pressure medicine. Most black people over 40 are on blood pressure medicine. So. I mean, I go pee before sex usually too, but I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know if I never thought of it as a, as a. Now that you're, you're, now that I brought it to your attention, you're going to be like, oh, my old weenus has to go pee again. <laughs> I think I'm taking blood. I'll be right. Just so you know. I'm not taking any blood medicine. I just, I just had to go to the bathroom. You're so. not black either. Are you only hooking up with black dudes? Um, now, yes. I mean, when I first moved to Chicago and I was on Tinder, you know, all, the only thing in a hundred mile radius was suburban white men. So I tried it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it was certainly <laughs> garden material. You're like talking about you, the way you talk about it. It's like, well, I, it's like, I tried it. Like, it's like, a different menu item at like Burger King. You're like, well, I, I had to try it. So it really is. Like black men are like like seasoned catfish. <laughs> Mexican men, you know, you got like a nice, a nice enchilada dinner. White men is like spinach and 
Artichoke dip. <laughs> no, that's Persian dick. Okay. So, so how, okay. So you were on Tinder in the suburbs of Chicago in Elgin for the, before you met this guy and you were matching with, it was hard to match with other black, with other, with black dudes or. or? I mean, it was very few far in between, like, especially being in the suburbs, like I'm telling you a hundred miles. It was, it was crazy. But once I, when, when I would log on the app in Chicago, it was always a black dude in his mom's basement. Like, what up? <laughs> I got this dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, no, I'd rather kick it with Brian and his dog and drink wine. <laughs> are you, um, are you, uh, for the ages on these things? Are you, were you, uh, what was your requirements on age stuff on the Tinder apps? Um, at least 30, like 33, a minimum, you have to be at least the Jesus age, a minimum of 33 Okay. and between like 55, 33 and 55. So you were dating, do you were going out with guys in their fifties too? Yeah. Okay. And what, yeah. what's that? Were they, were they of different races over 50? They were made like, the, I only hooked, I hooked up with a couple of white guys and then I ended up boyfriending the, the black guy that I ended up dating, but I didn't meet him on Tinder, but the right. white guys, like they were, I dated the younger white guys and I realized, okay, that's not what I want <laughs> at all. The younger white guys are, it's a different dynamic what's, of what's beer cans, what's roommates then. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. No, well, but the guy, older ones, huh? The guy you ended up with had a roommate. He was living with his cousin. Right. Which isn't probably really his cousin either, so we don't. No, it it was. It's his blood cousin. They have their their moms, their sisters. Okay, fine. <laughs> so what's yeah. the, what's the difference between him and these these young white guys who were had roommates? The dick. Okay. The the administration <laughs> of the dick. They, like this thirty year old guy knew how to administer dick versus the thirty year old white guy with his computer like his sega and, and right whatever. okay he's, he's rubbing my nipples like they're gaming cubes or something like he's playing a game like i don't listen skylar please don't rub my nipples like you're gaming okay <laughs> cube rubbing okay fair enough <laughs> okay so that and is it were they were they smaller penises then too i assume yes very much so smaller um, I, I did, you know, I, I've dated a white guy. I dated a wigger in my twenties. Okay. And, um, I learned that that's that white men have aggressive penis. Like they're really aggressive. It's vigorous. I can appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just also noticed like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean vigorous? It was just harder. Like there's their their thrust is different. Like black men like kind of long stroke the dick. I don't know if that's because they can. Okay. Uh and like the white boys, like once they got it in there, they weren't taking it out. It was just like uh 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 you know, continuous uh all pounding. Okay, yeah, yeah. Vigorous thrust. Well, Jack rabbit itch. The older guys probably weren't as vigorous, I'm assuming. The guy the the older, the older yes, they were. Oh, really? they, okay. it was, they, they were more aggressive. Like you ever been in a situation where you didn't realize you didn't know if you liked being choked or not. It was like, I think I'm into this shit. Uh, I hope I don't end up on the episode of snap. <laughs> the older <laughs> white guy was into choking. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. And he liked being choked. So, oh, okay. That's pretty badass. So it's like, I'm on top and we're choking each other. 
Okay. That's kind of crazy. Were you... Okay, so the guys with the vigorous, the white guys with the vigorous uh, thrusting, that they were they was it consistently that they were smaller than the men with the with the with the black penis or is that just a myth um it is not a myth i mean unfortunately um i did I, you know i had an encounter with a white man and a penis pump and okay. that was psycho that's an episode of, of confessions of a garden tool about my encounter with this penis pump um i wasn't a Huh? You found it encounter. You mean it was like in a closet and you found it or? Well, he took me to a sex shop and he told me I can get what I wanted and he was going to get something. So I didn't know that's what he was getting. You know, I was like, okay, since he's buying, I'm going to get this expensive ass vibrator, you know? And he was like, he wasn't tripping. I didn't see what he got. And I put my stuff on the counter and I walked off to make sure he didn't think I was going to buy it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, here you go. I'll be over here waiting for you, you know? And we got back to the spot and, you know, he's in the bathroom and I'm like, what is going on? And I keep hearing like a sound, like a hissing. Okay. And he comes out of the bathroom. Not at the sex shop. Right. Yeah. No, that's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) So you hear him, you hear the pumping it up. Yeah. And he comes out the bathroom and his boxes are protruded and it was the thickest nubbiest thing I'd ever seen in my life like you ever see those little four ounce little coke cans it's like (laughs) slender and it's kind (laughs) of okay wait was this the first time you guys had sex or this was yes okay the first and only time so he he got a pump for this occasion yep did he tell you why is this why he did this was he like intimidated or I don't know. We didn't really discuss that, you know. Like my name on all the apps was Nitra spelled backwards, so they thought my name was Artin. Okay, so they probably thought you were Indian or something. (laughs) No, he knew I was black. He just he was like Artin. What kind of name is that? I was like, I don't know. My mom came up with it. Oh, you you didn't even reveal. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I no. I mean, I wasn't gonna tell them that. Like you know. Sure. It's kind of weird, like dating and trying to be a comic and all, you know what I'm saying? It's a weird dating dynamic with men. So so these guys that you were matching on, even if you went out with them a second time, they didn't know your name even. Nope. Artin was my name. Oh my God. Okay. So yeah. during this choke out session, was he calling you Artin or was names weren't used? Names were not used. Okay. They were not used. So So I don't know if it's because we didn't remember each other's name technically. (laughs) Okay, so there's so many questions I have at this moment. I'm just trying to (laughs) focus because you're throwing so many, you're throwing so much shit out here that's important. Um, Okay, so when you were going on these apps, when you lived in Elgin, Illinois, you were just going to hook up. You were just looking for hookup, nothing serious. uh, No, um, I wasn't going to hook up. I was new in a new city and I was broke. So I was trying to get free meals. Like dudes would invite me out. Let's go get a coffee. Let's go get a scone. Let's go get gelato. Let's go have dinner. So my first year in Chicago, I gained 25 pounds. From all these dating. From all this. My my friends were calling me a meal hustler. They were like, you're a meal hustler. You're just going out with me for food. I was like, so? 
So you go on the meals, and then at that point, you would decide if there was some sort of attraction. And on that on that same date, you would either you would hook up with these guys, or sometimes, yeah. Okay. Sometimes you'd have to like be like, all right, you're gonna try to get a couple more meals out of it before yep. they they get to see the the action. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Now, going back to the guys that you were matching with. Were, were you discriminating on any basis other than, you know, you said 33 to 55 because you were realistically, you didn't know anyone. Were you, were you just saying yes to anyone that asked that hooked up with you or were you like requ some requirements? Um, no, pretty much. If they were like, Hey, let's meet up. And then it was like a food spot. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay. You know, cause what it is, what it is now guys got kind of privy to what women are doing. So oh, now sure. they're not like trying to take you to dinner. They're like, oh, let's meet at this candy shop. And if they buy you $6 worth of gummy bears, they not tripping as opposed to taking you to Red Lobster. So, you know, dudes would come up, they'd be like, you know, let's go get a coffee. Okay, who drinks coffee at five o'clock in the afternoon? Not black people, but hey, I'll go. I'm going to get a big ass coffee <laughs> and I'm not even going to drink it in front of you. Like, <laughs> and then at that point, you know, conversation, huh? save it for the next morning you yeah, know sometimes i'd go into the next date drinking the coffee how about that <laughs> fair enough okay so people so what did you ever find guys that you actually liked to hang out with this way no okay i've you know what every time it's like i sh i felt like i should be dead you know what i'm saying like you know suburban Chicago and it's like they're like hey come to my crib and it's like a part of me is like no don't go and then a part of me is like YOLO you know what I'm saying so it's like the whole time I'm in the apartment or in the house like looking skeptical like okay if he tries something I'm gonna hit him in the head with this lamp or you know, <laughs> I didn't want to be an episode of snap sure okay but so other than the apps and the, the meal hustling you were doing did you go out with any, how else were you meeting people? If you weren't focused on the food stuff and, and not knowing anyone, were you, were you meeting other people organically or any way? No, it, comedy shows, that's it. That's all I did. I worked for Lyft and I did comedy. So between those two, Lyft, Tinder and comedy, that was all the social activity okay. I had. What about before you moved to Chicago? What about in Houston? Were you? Were you Yo, I was a hot girl. I had to move to Chicago. This puss had miles on it. Like I had to take a break. And these weren't highway miles, Paul. These were hood miles. Like I was like, girl, you gotta go. What, 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 okay, how long were you in Houston? Uh, you lived there other than Chicago, that's where you lived? Yep. And was it, when you were in Houston, was it the situation where you were meeting people that you already knew or your, your reputation in Houston? I mean, that's a big city. You it is. You couldn't have fucked your way through that whole city. Confessions <laughs> of a garden tool. <laughs> Listen, it is a big city. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, like the community is small, especially about black people. We go to the same clubs. We go to the same, you know, yeah. you end up finding out you went to school with this person. You went to college with this person. They know this person. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, just in passing, you know what I mean? So, and then doing stand up you know, men are trying to buy you drinks. You know what I'm saying? So after you said, let me buy you a drink and bam, you know, you, you, you go from there. 
are you uh, were you only before you moved to chicago you only hooked up with black dudes then I dated Hispanic, some a uh, couple of Hispanic guys, but you know I'm the queen of the 60 day relationship. Like about day 58, I start feeling overwhelmed and start ghosting. You know. Sure. Oh, so, that's where you end it. You just ghost them. Yeah, I start ghosting. You know, why coming you, up with. Why do you think it is? What you? What do you? What happens on this 58th day that? Freezes? I don't know. You know, I just think, um, you know what it is? Men have a tendency because, you know, they know I do stand up. And so they're like, oh, she's going to be gone. You know, she's going to be doing all this stuff and all that. So it's, you know, that was just one of the things. Like, I could be in the city and it'd be like, yeah, I'm in Detroit. They will never know. You know what I'm saying? So it was easy to move around. It was so yeah. easy. I, you know, it was, my thing was, I start an argument with the dude that I kick it with, like, you know, I'd be at their house for a couple of days, start an argument so I can leave and be gone for like a week or two and be like, you know, I'm just giving you room to calm down. But really in all, I'm kicking it somewhere else. So the strategy <laughs> is you, you start an argument, get them worked up and be like, I'm going to let you calm down. And then you ghost them. I take after my dad, man. I take Fair after enough. my dad. Fair enough. Did you, um, how are you meeting these guys? You're meeting them at clubs and through friends and stuff. What about other yep. comedians? Did you ever hook up with other comedians or anything like that? Comedians never were my thing. You know, it was like uh, one of those things. You may meet a comic and y'all vibe so hard mentally. But as a woman, you have to think about it. Like, in my eyes, I want to be the only one to talk shit about my sex on stage. Yeah. I'm not fixing to make your career take off because of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. So what are the guys that you're looking for? Let's put aside the meal hustling for a second. What what are the guys, what are you looking for now? You've been in a relationship for two years with a guy a lot younger than you. Would you do that again? Would you date a younger guy or did you learn that you can't do that anymore? I learned, I don't, um, I mean, dating a younger guy is fine, but I can't, I want, I'm, I'm looking more so of longevity. Like I want to get married eventually, you know, Preferably somebody who has a PPO health insurance because sure. I county does I don't have health insurance. So That's I'm looking good. for a, a husband and insurance. But you know, I've I've opened my mind. Like before in my 20s, 30s, I did not date men with kids. Okay. I didn't want that responsibility of having to deal <laughs> with a man every other weekend and then having to get to know their kid. I did not date men with kids. Yeah. But now I'm 42. I have to date men with kids now. Like I'm even open to a man that's a grandpa nowadays. You know, men are grandpas in their forties. You know. But you don't want your own kids. No, I'm. I'm. No, that's it's. No, that's right. no. What about um, ethnicity-wise? Are you only gonna marry a black dude, or are you open to other ethnicities? What 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 else have you What else have you tried besides Hispanic, white, and black? Have you Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern. You've gone. To Middle Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was crazy because I was going to school in Louisiana and um, my cousin had a barbershop and the dude and his cousins used to come in and I forgot where they were from, but he had gorgeous fucking hair. That's how I fell in love with him. Yeah. He had gorgeous. It wasn't gray though. All right. Settle down. <laughs> but he had gorgeous hair. My aunt used to cut his hair all the time and I would always flirt and you know, he, He's new to uh, United States, so he wasn't 100% sure if I was flirting. Oh, you know what I'm accident? saying? He had an accident and everything? He had an accident oh, yeah, and yeah. everything. And he just was so beautiful to me. I was like, I, and he was, he was darker than me. Oh, my God. 
I was like, we'd have some of the blackest, beautiful, this baby. It's like, oh my God, I was in love. And my aunt was like, yeah, his family ain't gonna let that happen. So okay. there was the there was a, a culture barrier. You know, he was new to the country. And so he wasn't up to date on the United States hygiene. Oh no, okay. Yeah, but I still liked him though. I was like, yeah. it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. That's I was wearing mask in the in the early 2000s. <laughs> the mask saved a lot of people. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so you you've experienced that. So all the you've had all the United Colors of Benetton. What? <laughs> so you're gonna you you're open to dating a guy who has kids. You don't care. You just need health insurance. What, is it gonna be a black guy? Do you see yourself marrying a black guy? Most likely, he will okay. be black. That's that's mainly my genre of peen is black, you know, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm open. Like I would love for a white man to sweep me off my feet and get Kamala Harris. I would love to get Gabby Sidibe. I would love to have a white man be like, come here, my beautiful Aunt Jamama and kiss me, you know? So yeah, I think her husband's a Jewish lawyer right? I think, see? Yeah, see, that's the type of white man I want. Like, I'm talking like the white guy that wears like his sunglasses on the back of his neck type shit, you know? <laughs> Whereas in Texas, totally. I have a thing for white men in ostrich skin boots. That is so fucking sexy to me. Seriously? Yes. No. They, black, some black men do a lot. You can tell a man who's in the oil and gas industry by that ostrich skin boot. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boots. Sure. Yes. Okay, so since you've been you've been in Houston now for a month or so, right? Yes. Have you have you met dudes there? I mean, you guys are wide open there, right? There's no Yeah, we're about 75, 80% open. Um, I haven't met anybody because I haven't been going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? But you know, like doing a recent photo shoot and stuff, and you know, old flames see pictures you post and they're like oh I see you back in town type stuff but you know I don't want I don't want to go backwards like I left y'all four years ago that's where y'all gonna stay yeah but it's just a little peen medication to get you through the through the the, the times the COVID well time. I mean even though me and the boy are broken up flights to Chicago was round trip like sixty dollars like so you guys are still kind of every once in a while getting it, getting it in. We haven't got it in since we broke up, but you know, we still, we still talk. Like we're still friends. Okay, like fair enough. the distance broke up the relationship. You know, that was pretty much the most of it. My sanity, that was a problem too, but the distance, like the reality of like, seriously, you're like, I can't see myself flying back and forth to Chicago between January and in like April. Like that's not, it's not feasible so all the snow but would you agree that you leaving to go back was also kind of like your 60 day thing it just was it was just delayed like did you kind of sabotage that relationship you think or or no or you know I think I kind of did because being um literally locked in the house with somebody for right. a long period of time like I'm not working I'm at home all day he's a teacher so he was working from home. You know, it's not like I could go in the other room while he's teaching the class. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't go outside. Comedy's at a standstill. Like, you know, the comedy scene in Chicago was like my outlet. You know what I'm saying? So now that's all being stripped from me. I kind of felt like I was on like a, 
an ongoing series of the movie Misery. Like every day I woke up with this man and I'm just like, please don't let him kill me or me kill him or something, you know? Well, the, 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 the quarantine accelerated a lot of relationships for better or for worse. Uh, I mean, being nine months of, if you survived nine months of a quarantine, you come on the other side of that, whether you're two months in a relationship or 20 years, like you guys, like you're meant to be like, that's impossible. I mean, I couldn't imagine living with someone for that long. And, and you were in a studio close quarters. I mean, that's fucking kudos to you for lasting as long as you did. But. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how things have been would have been better. I mean, like I had already been talking about coming back to Houston because the Chicago weather is so hard on my body. That's like, you know, that that was just my thing. And I, every year I was like, I'm going home. I'm going home. And I never went home, you yeah. know, and I was like, this is my chance. This is my chance. Break free. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, for years, I uh, I would I would book all my shows in warm climates from November through February. In March, I have Arizona every year, so I was like, "Fuck this!" Because I mean, I've been I've been in Chicago my whole life, and Ooh. as you get older, you can't deal with that shit anymore. I'm going to Florida later, so I'll I'll be done here as well. But um, yeah, it's hard. But uh, so if you're gonna stay in Houston, you you're gonna have to meet this dude there. Right. I mean, Southern dudes are always the best. I enjoy them. You know, Chicago men was a different type of man. So I can appreciate that. But, you know, I, I, I miss my Southern hospitality fellas. I miss their grimy grit, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, what, about, what about the fact that, um, what about the fact that you want to get married eventually? Like, is that going to play a role here? I mean, he's got all um, he does have insurance. What if it's a white dude with ostrich shoes? But if he has ostrich shoes, I'm sure he has health insurance. Yeah, of course. So that's I'm with it. Up with a white I can be Nitra Chekovsky, <laughs> Nitra uh, Weinberg. Yeah, I can I'm work. with it. I'm with it. You know, not a lot of Jewish men wearing ostrich boots in Houston, I imagine. True. I'm just looking for the little short, balding ones. <laughs> If I'm, you know, each each genre of men has their own thing that I'm attracted to, you know, okay. like if it was a Jewish guy, I'd want him to be short, kind of like the the husband that on Sex in the City that Charlotte married, the little lawyer, he was balding, a little pudgy, like that would be my Jewish guy. My white guy, he, I want him to be outdoorsy, but not outdoorsy to the fact that he could bury my body on his land, like Carol Baskin type. Right. He's got a truck of some sort, but he's also- A truck in ostrich skin boots is the number one thing for my white man. He's a hunter and, you know, maybe 10 years ago, wasn't as, as uh, open to, to racial equality, but now he is. Now he is. He's a liberal now because he found his black sugar. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome okay so what about what about a his uh what about a middle eastern guy what's that gonna be what's that guy gonna be um he just has to have great hair and great skin that's okay. pretty that's the two things with those and, guys and, and, and oh and be hygienely friendly yeah deodorant sure sure that's for sure right and then what about the black guy what's that guy gonna be he could be anyone <laughs> like, no i prefer to date darker skin guys okay. you know um I, I foresee me marrying a man who's a darker skin, definitely tall, because I'm a tall girl, you know? 
I, I'm, I'm starting to realize I want a man at least six foot five. Like, I feel like 42 years on this earth, I deserve to I'm get that kick. I'm five nine. Okay. So when I wear heels, I'm six feet tall, you know? But the Jewish so I've always been towering over my dudes. Okay. You, you can tower over the Jewish guy. But Hell yeah. You will automatically feel our superpowers when we walk into the room. <laughs> the Jew and the black. I'm trying to tell you. The entertainment industry. Yeah. Already. <laughs> okay. So we got the height measurements. We got the, the styles of guys. What about jobs? Like, do you, as long as they have health insurance, you don't care what they do? Hours of work? What, what, does that matter? As long as they're it's taking care of me. So. Yeah, they can be a comedian. They can be like an entertainment lawyer or something if they're going to be in the industry. But, you know, just something that allows me to be kept. Okay. But I don't care if it's drugs. See. I don't care if it's... <laughs> what if they're working nine to five jobs and you're working, you know, seven to 10? I mean, you're not going to see this guy. That's fine. That's how a lot of relationships last longer. Right. Because they're not underneath each other like that. Like, I think I wouldn't have moved back to Texas so willy nilly after four years if the pandemic wouldn't have hit. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was I, I would have still been doing shows. I would have still been doing my networking. I had just joined two comedy agencies. You know what I'm saying? So it it was working for us to right. meet up at the house at 11 p.m. or whenever I get home, you know, he would come to shows too. And the shows that I produced, he would DJ for me. So, you know, I incorporated him. He got to go to work. If mama is at work, daddy got to go to work too. Right. And what about a long distance thing? Why don't, now that you've got the t distance and the cheaps, you got the $50 Southwest puss flight. You can, you can still do that. And maybe this will work out or no, you're making a face. Um, well, or not, maybe not with this guy, but what if, what if you end up coming back to Chicago and you marry this, uh, this Jewish lawyer who's five, seven, <laughs> boots. he's a, he's a lawyer, entertainment lawyer in Houston, but you know, every other weekend you guys hang out and, and when you go to his house, he's got a, he's got a room for you and, uh, you guys, he's got a nice house. It's not a studio. It's in the, you know, the. Jewish area of Houston what is that three houses I don't know <laughs> I just think that with all of that like long distance is harder than you think it is you know what I'm saying like with me and my guy even though we broke up um like before we broke up we would still have wake and bake via duo or like zoom you know um we would still have date night. We used to have date night. So we would watch a movie on Zoom. He would share the screen. He's my, my ex is a tech nerd. So, you know, he was trying to keep things going with the Zoom nights and the, the wake and bakes via Zoom and, you know, a lot of video, a video chatting, you know, eating the hell out of my data, Lord. Yeah. So you said wake and bake. So what about the, this guy's got also be smoker or no? Does I would prefer my husband to not be a smoker. Why is that? Because I'm a smoker. <laughs> I don't want to share my COVID unemployment blunts. Like <laughs> he can drink his COVID Hennessy or whatever, but let mama do her own smoking, you know, I, but I, somebody you, has to be productive out of the two. 
didn't Chance the Rapper talk about same drugs and how you guys got, and then, you know, Chris Rock had a bit about it. You guys got, people have to be doing the same, you got to have the same drug. Vices? I could see that. I could see that. However, I, I just noticed that um, weed is a gateway drug to fucking. Yeah. Sure it's is. a gateway drug. Like people don't it's even date anymore. Nobody everything. dates. They're like, I got some, I got some, I got some loud, bring some cigars. And then next thing you know, y'all are kicking it, watching TV, laughing, drinking, smoking, and then y'all fuck. Wow. Like relationships. And to be honest, that's how my guy got me. He always had bomb ass weed. Okay. Always had bomb ass weed. And then he put, he gave me an ultimatum and he was like, listen, we've been kicking it. I'm trying to take it to the next level. And I'm like, slow down like you know let's just get to know each other he was like oh we can get to know each other but I, I feel like I'm already there so either you need to catch up or get left behind and I was like wait a minute were you were doing these meal hustling dates were guys being like hey do you want to go back and get high and was that also incorporated okay. a lot of times they would either bring it with them so like we'd be I'll never forget I went on a date in Aurora we went to um <laughs> it was like a wine festival Sure. And he was like, he was like, do you smoke? I was like, yeah. He was like, man, I brought. It. And you know, the thing about white people is they like those little one hitters. I don't like that. That's like, that that's that's one tooth away from crack. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should have rolled a joint or something. I don't, I don't like the, you know, we both hitting. No, let's let's roll a joint. So you don't want to share a, a hitter with a white with a guy. I don't get it. It's so, it feels so crystal methish to have the glass upon my teeth and my lips. I don't want that feeling. They have wooden ones too, but okay. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want a, uh, a splinter in my lip. No, 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 no. Let's just, yeah. let's just roll this joint and keep it moving. Yeah, but you get really fucked up if it's, if it's big, if it's good weed. That's it. True. That's how I end up coming off with the puss. You know, it's kind of like, fuck it. I'm here now. Like. I drove 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> Maybe you should stick to the one hitter so you can like, you know, <laughs> slow down the the puss, uh, the the giving out of the puss of the nah. That that's what God designed it for. <laughs> <laughs> Mitra, we're out of time. You are awesome. Uh, Thank you. Seriously, I'm so glad you did the podcast. We finally got to do it. We're gonna have to get you back on because. I know there's going to be people asking about the differences in uh, all the, the peen that you had, the genre of peen uh, that you described. <laughs> and, and I know I didn't get into the conversations. Uh, I have so many more questions about that, but um, we'll talk again. I know you got to go and, and get your weed man as well. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to give him no ass while I'm over there. Try not to. Yes. Let us know <laughs> what happens. Where can people find your, find you and your podcast and, and find out more about what you're doing and stuff um yeah so instagram uh, my podcast is confessions of a garden tool and it's also available on streaming platforms spotify apple podcast all of those and my personal ig is miss already m-s-a-l-r-e-a-d-y that's where i mainly i'm mainly at so you know just hit me up on those two uh confessions of a garden tool you know we are always filming uh, you know, recording episodes and, you know, I'm learning this a process, you know, this podcast and stuff is off the chain. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. The, the confessions of a garden tool was supposed to be a book, but 
you know, my ADD is not that great. So podcasting is way, it's easier to talk it out than to write it down. Get up, you gotta find a, a entertainment lawyer who can get that shop that made that Jewish husband of yours that you're gonna have. Oh, speaking into existence, Paul. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> it's not Jesus, it's Moses, I think. Oh, wait, I don't know nothing about that. I don't know. I don't. Can I still eat bacon? Do do Jewish no, people eat bacon? Eat bacon. Okay. Yeah. I would just have to Okay. I, I can I can do without bacon. Yeah, you gotta give up. I that. don't know how a yarmulke would fit on my wigs. Uh you know? oh they don't have that's I think the women don't have to wear that. The women don't have to wear them. Okay, good. Good. good, okay. good. okay, well, um You're fine. You can do it. Okay, I think I think I can handle it, you know. He's marrying ancient mommy. He know damn well I don't know shit about his culture. <laughs> <laughs> I can make you pancakes, baby. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you all for uh, listening or watching another episode <laughs> of the Only Podcast. Please go subscribe, give us a five star review, and uh, check out Nitra's podcast as well. Thanks, guys. See you later. Before I succumbed to the pressures of getting Netflix and Hulu. I was an avid reader. I still am, but I'm behind on my books. I used to read a bunch of books, mostly memoirs, biographies, uh, nonfiction stuff. And uh, as you all know, one of my favorite books is uh, Perfect Pain by Param Parasaran, a good friend of mine. Uh, it's an awesome memoir about, and it's a true story, um, about how he fled Iran as a child and uh, lived up this perfect life that we all uh, are sold um, as a multimillionaire uh, successful businessman, but he had a underlying pain and issues that he had not resolved. And this is what he did on his journey. It's an amazing book. Um, I, I can't tell you how awesome it is. If you haven't read it already, I strongly recommend it. And, and I still have some free books to give away too. So for you listeners, subscribers, if you give us a five-star review, I will send you a free book. I've got about seven left right now. Um, and uh, it's it's a great book, perfectpain.com, available on Amazon. It has been discounted uh, because he wants to get rid of his batch of books. Perfectpain.com, or go to Amazon, get the book, and if you've read the book already, give him a review too. Um, we want to give him the far of our bump. Um, perfectpain.com by Param Parastron, um, or message me, and I can maybe send you a book for the right price, for free. No, I'm just kidding. Perfectpain.com. I'm still standing